Chapter 7 of The Well at the World's End, Book 4. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. This chapter is read by Jacques Gaudreau. You can visit my blog at http colon forward slash forward slash forum of one dot the blog press dot com. The Well at World's End, Book Four by William Morris. Chapter Seven of Their Riding the Waste and of a Battle Thereon. They slept in no house that night, nor for many nights after, for they were now fairly on the waste. They bore with them a light tent for Ursula's lodge in the nights, and the rest of them slept on the field as they might, or should they come to a thicket or shaw, they would lodge them there softly victual and drink failed them not for they bore what they needed on sumpter horses and shot some venison on the way withal they saw but few folks for the most part not save a fowler of the waste or a peat cutter who stood to look on the men-at-arms going by and made obeisance to the token of odebal but on a time the fifth day of their journey they saw in the morning spears not a few standing up against a thicket side in the offing Redhead looked under the sharp of his hand, and laughed as though he were glad, and said, I know not clearly what these may be, but it looketh like war. Now, knights, this is the best to do. Hold with thee three of our best men, so that ye may safeguard the lady, and I with the others will prick on and look into this. Nay, said Ralph, thou mayest yet be a paid of a man's aid, and if there be strokes on sale in the cheapingstead yonder, I will deal along with thee. Leave thy three men with the lady, and let us on, we shall soon be back. Nay, once more, dear lord, quoth Ursula, I fear to be left alone of thee, and it is meet that thou free me from fear. I will ride with you, but three horse lengths behind, so as not to hinder you. I have been worse bestead than this shall be. It is good, quoth Redhead. Let her ride with us, for why should she suffer the pain of fear in the lonely waste? but let her do on a halbeck over her coats, and still quaff over her head, for shaft and bolt will oft-time go astray. Even so they did, and rode forward, and presently they saw the spearmen that they were somewhat more than their company, and that they were well mounted on black horses, and clad in black armor. Then they drew rein for a while, and Redhead scanned them ahead, and said, Yea, these men are the men of the brother of thy hot war lady ursula whom i cooled in the ram's bane but i a man well nigh as old as his uncle though he hath not made men tremble so sore i'll bait he be far the better man a good warrior a wise leader a raver and lifter well wrought of at all points well tis not unlike that we shall have to speak to his men again either go outgoing or homecoming so we had best kill as many as these as we may now. Do on thy salest, my lord, and thou, Michael, a green, shake out the bull, and thou, our noise, blow a point of war, that they may be warned. God to aid, but they be ready and speedy. In sooth, even as the pennon of the bull ran down the wind, and the utterball horn was winded, the black men-at-arms came on at a trot, and presently with a great screeching yell cast their spears into the rest, and spurred on all their might. 
while a half-score of bowmen who had come out of the thicket bent their bows and fell a-shooting. But now the men of Uterbal spurred to meet the foe, and as Redhead cast his spear into the rest, he said to Ralph, Glad am I that thy lady is anear to see me, for now I worship her. Therewith the two bands met, and whereas on neither side was the armor very stout, some men of either band were hurt or slain at once with spear thrust, though, save for Ralph, they did not run straight on each other, but fenced and foined with their spears deftly enough. As for Ralph, he smote a tall man full on the breast, and pierced him through and through, and then pulled out the upmeads blade, and smote on the right hand and left, so that none came anigh him willingly. Shortly to say it, in five minutes' time, the black riders were fleeing all over the field, with them of Uteval at their heels, and the bowmen ran back again into the wood. But one of the foemen, as he fled, cast a javelin at the venture. And who should be before it save Ursula, so that she reeled in her saddle, and would have fallen downright but for one of the Uteval fellows who stayed her, and got her gently off her horse. This Ralph saw not, for he followed far into the chase, and was coming back somewhat slowly along with Redhead, who was hurt but not sorely. So when he came up and saw Ursula sitting on the grass with four or five men about her, he sickened for fear, but she rose up and came slowly and pale-faced to meet him, and said, Fear not, beloved, for steel kept out steel. I have no scratch or point or edge on me. So therewith he kissed her, and embraced her, and was glad. The Uterbal riders had slain sixteen of their foemen, for they took none to mercy, and four of their band were slain outright, and six hurt, but not grievously. So they tarried a while on the field of deed to rest them, and tend their wounded men, and so rode on again heedfully. But Redhead spake, It is good to see thy tilting king's son. I doubt me I shall never learn the, thy downright thrust. Dost thou remember how sorry a job I made of it, when we met in the list at Vale Tures that other day? Yea, yea, said Ralph, though we're best let that flea stick on the wall, for to-day at least I have seen thee play at sharps deftly enough. Quoth Redhead, Lord, it is not a five-minute scramble. That which trieth a man is to fight and overcome, and straight have to fight with fresh foemen and yet again, till ye long for dark nights to cover you, yea, or even death. Warrior-like and wisely thou speakest, said Ralph, and whoever thou servest, thou shalt serve well. And now once more, I would it were me. Redhead shook his head at that word, and said, I would it might be so, but it will not be so as now. Forth on they rode and slept in a wood that night, keeping good watch, but saw no more of the black riders for that time. On a day thereafter, when it was nigh evening, Ralph looked about and saw a certain wood on the edge of a plain, and he stayed Ursula and said, Look round about, beloved, for this is where the very field whereas I was betrayed into the hands of the men of Utterbal. She smiled on him and said, let me light down, then, that I may kiss the earth of that kind field, where thou wert not stayed over long, but even long enough that we might meet in the dark woods thereafter. Sweetling, said Ralph, this mayest thou do, and grieve no man not even for a little, 
for lo you the captain is staying the sumter beast and it is his mind belike that we shall sleep in yonder wood to-night therewith he lighted down and she in likewise then he took her by the hand and led her on a few yards and said lo beloved this quickened tree hereby it was that the tent was pitched whereas i lay the night i was taken she looked on him shyly and said wilt thou not sleep here once more to-night yea well beloved said he i will bid them pitch thy tent on this same place that i may smell the wild time again as i did the other while so there on the field in his ancient grief they rested that night in all love and content End of chapter 7